all the nations of the earth shall fall prostrate before you, O Lord. The psalm has to be the central point of our reflection today. All the nations of the earth shall fall prostrate before you. The wise men from the east, when they arrived where the child was lying in a manger, they fell down before him. They fell prostrate before him and did him homage, opened their treasuries and offered him gifts. O Tito de for God and for youth, looking at you and knowing what you are capable of doing, you young people in Ansoka, in Enugu State, in Nigeria, knowing your enthusiasm, your faith, and your eagerness to do things differently, to make a difference, I know, I am certain that this country will be different. I am certain that from you will arise persons who will make a difference in our society. Every year, we keep this appointment to start the year in the presence of the Lord on the Feast of Epiphany to receive the good news of Christ, the light of the world, and salvation of all nations the light that is to enlighten all nations, including our own Nigeria, to receive the good news of that light and the responsibility of taking that light to the world and helping others to encounter that light through our actions. Every year, for some time now, we do this. We also give ourselves an appointment at the middle of the year when we celebrate our youthfulness and the vigor of our faith, reflecting for a number of days. And we know that all through the year in the parishes and dinneries, there are activities going on to encourage young people in their practice of the faith. Unfortunately, our celebration in 2020 was interrupted. We could not gather at the center as we used to because of the restrictions imposed on account of the pandemic COVID-19. We pray and hope that our program for this year 
will go on without much interruption or restriction. But we have to be careful, remain observant, and respect all indications given to us by experts in order, in order to avoid further damage done by this virus. This year, because we could not carry on with our program last year, instead of canceling that program, we have just postponed it. Last year, in May 2020, the church in the world marked the 100th anniversary of the birth of Pope St. John Paul II, whom we all know as the Pope of young persons, the Pope of the youth. He lived long enough and exercised his ministry as Pope long enough to leave an impact, to make an impression on the life of all young people throughout the world. The World Youth Day and so many other initiatives for young people. His love for all, but especially for the young people, was very clearly manifested. Therefore, last year we had a plan of celebrating one year with John Paul II. But before we took off, coronavirus hit us and we had to readjust our program. And we are beginning that program today. We shall spend one full year with Pope St. John Paul II, re-examining his teachings, his actions, and the inspiration he provides for all of us, especially the younger people. We have already mapped out the stages of the celebration, which I'm sure all of you, the representatives of the youths from your various parishes, are aware of. And in celebrating this, I want our attention to be focused on one aspect of the many things that Pope St. John Paul II told young people. You are the energy of the society. You are the hope of the society. Not just for the future, but as I keep saying, for the present. Because without you, the present Nigerian society and the society throughout the world would grind to a halt. This energy, however, must be channeled to positive use. It must be an energy of light and not energy of darkness. It must be an energy of construction, not energy of destruction. It must be an energy of reconciliation and not an energy of separation and quarrels. 
It must be an energy of love, not an energy of hatred. When some of you hit the streets in October last year to say enough is enough with regard to the brutality of law enforcement agents in Nigeria, I did sympathize with your cause and I encouraged you to make your voices heard by the older generation of Nigerians who seem to have run out of ideas but they don't want to get out of the way. I encourage you to let your voices be heard but warned, never turn violent. Violence does not resolve any problem. I also warned you that your movement was going to be hijacked by elements of darkness and violence. And less than one week after I said that, of course, that peaceful movement was hijacked. And you, peaceful protesters, pointing out the problems in the society, turned and became pursued as enemies of the society. I keep begging, never choose the path of violence. Never choose the path of hatred, of separation and destruction. It does not solve any problem. Remember, most of the people ruling our country today are of my age and above. We are above 60. What some of you are destroying when they are angry are the things we have enjoyed. And when you destroy them, you deprive yourselves of the opportunity of enjoying those things. It does not help anybody. The feast we celebrate today is the feast of the manifestation of light and love. The birth of Jesus Christ was the beginning of a new chapter in the history of humanity. It was to mark, it marked the end of the way human beings related with God and related with one another. The reading we heard on the day of Christmas said from the letter to the Hebrews, God spoke to our ancestors in the past in many different and fragmentary ways. But in Jesus, in this our last time, he has spoken to us through Christ, the word his word through whom the whole world was created including the human being so that we know exactly how to relate with God how to relate with the world and how to relate with one another and his birth was the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah Isaiah chapter 9 from verses 1 to 2 which was proclaimed to us on the night of Christmas.
the people that once walked in darkness have seen a great light. That light was born as a human being in Bethlehem. When that light came into the world, first, the shepherds, we are told, you know, accounts of the birth of Jesus we are recorded only by Matthew and Luke. The Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke. But even these two accounts are different. You have to read them together. Also along with the narration of St. John in John chapter 1 to understand the meaning, context, and message of the birth of Christ. Luke paid his attention to the meaning of the coming of Christ to the simple, poor, excluded people of his time. And among the poorest, the most excluded, and the most used and abused, we are the headsmen of the time. We know, and I will keep saying it, cattle rearing in Nigeria the way it is today is a result of a feudal system that oppresses the poor. No son of a rich man is a cattle rearer. And no cattle that those cattle rearer are taking care of and risking their lives, no cow among them belongs to the cattle rearer. They are exploited poor Nigerians, sometimes foreigners, and they have nothing to lose except maybe their job. In the time Jesus was born, those who were exploited that way were the shepherds. Very often the sheep belonged to rich people, and the poor shepherds had to risk their lives to protect the sheep. But sometimes also, the sheep belonged to the shepherd. Because of the relationship of God with his people, he likened himself to the shepherd of Israel, Psalm 93. I mean, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And Jesus himself, in John chapter 10, calls himself the good shepherd. Who owns the sheep? and not somebody who was hired. But those shepherds, they were doing very important functions. Luke says that an angel went and told the shepherds in a field near Bethlehem about the birth of Jesus Christ. Two messages, or three. One, those shepherds were watching after their sheep. They were on duty. And I always remind you, if Jesus brings the message of his birth, or if an angel brings the message of the birth of Jesus Christ to workers in Nigeria, but only those who are on duty and performing their function, a large percentage of Nigerian workers will not be there when the angel will come. 
If you want to get the message of Christ, the message of God, the revelation of, the revelation of Christ, the light of the world, you must always be at your duty post. Number two, those shepherds were poor simple folks and it was announced to them the poor that their salvation had come in the child in Bethlehem but number three the sheep they were taken care of were the sheep used for sacrifice in Jerusalem because Jerusalem was so rocky not much sheep could be pastured in Jerusalem. So fields in nearby cities, like the one near to Jerusalem, where where the shepherds we are keeping guard over the sheep that would be used for sacrifice in the temple. And when the angel told the shepherds a king had been born, a child had been born, it was also a message that the sheep they were looking after we are no longer necessary for sacrifice to God because the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world was born. Announcing to the shepherds from today onwards, sacrifice to God will no longer be from the sheep you are taking care of, but the Son of God himself born today will offer himself to reconcile humanity with God. There is now a change in our relationship with God. When the angel announced the message to the shepherds, he was announcing a change of our religion. To your ancestors, Moses said you should offer sheep, you should offer rams, you should offer these animals without blemish. But now in Christ, you are being told the only offering is Jesus himself. There is a change of religion. And that message is also for us. Many of us think we can still please God by offering rams and goods and fowl and other things, either in the church or even before idols. No, the only offering acceptable to God is the offering already made of his son on the cross. Secondly, those shepherds were Jews. But the salvation brought by Christ was not just for Jews. When Simeon took the child in his hand at the presentation in the temple, in Luke chapter 2 from verses 30 onwards, especially 32, he said that Jesus was a light to enlighten the Gentiles, that is all the nations of the world, and bring glory to God's people, Israel. So the salvation brought by Christ was for all nations, not just for the Jews. All Gentile nations, including the nations that are yet to arise from civilizations of the future, including Nigeria. And because this salvation was of the entire world, for enti the entire world, and the light was light of all the nations, the birth of Christ 
was also announced to people from other nations. These wise men from the east, they were not poor shepherds. They were scholars and they were wealthy. They were rich. Now, nobody is excluded from the revelation that God gives to his people. The poor will receive the message of Christ. The rich, wealthy, educated, and wise will also receive that revelation. But they have to remain open. The revelation that the major got was that a new king had been born. They thought it was only for Israel. They did not know it was for the entire world. Therefore, all the nations of the world are the name of Jesus. Every knee must bow. Philippians chapter 2. Are the name of Jesus. Everybody must prostrate. Any nation that is not bowing before God is bowing before idols made by human beings. There is no third alternative. Our nation is either under God and his law, his law of love and common brotherhood, or our nation is under false gods created by human beings. And there are always some people who will not accept this news. When the wise men came from a distant land, they thought they could ask the ruler of the community where the king of Israel was born. So they went to the house of Herod. Herod did not know. There are certain things Herods will never know. There are certain things world leaders will never know. But their ignorance of those things does not mean they cannot know those things. Herod was wise. He asked those whom he knew would know. He gathered the priests and consulted with them. You know, each time leaders, especially when they are doing the wrong thing, each time they hear the truth, they are very much troubled. And just like Herod, this Herod then wanted to destroy the source of truth, so also all evil leaders will go after sources of truth and those who tell them the truth. Herod Tetrarch, the son of this Herod, by the time John was preaching and Jesus was preaching already as adults, Mark chapter 6 will tell us that Herod arrested John because he told him the truth. He liked to listen to John. Even though every time he held the truth that John told him, he would be perplexed and perturbed. Eventually, he killed John. But he couldn't kill the truth. 
there will always be in every bad leader this abhorrence for the truth and this stomach upset each time the truth is told where was the new king of Israel born and Herod was disturbed but he didn't know you remember the story of Pilate in John chapter 18 Jesus told Pilate I came into the world to bear witness to the truth and all who are of the truth listen to me what did Pilate respond he was the governor truth what is the truth but before he got an answer he went out it is not always that some of these leaders seek ask questions about the truth that they want to hear it you remember the case of the prophet Jeremiah the king would call him and tell him tell us what the Lord wants Jeremiah would answer look you can't stand the truth go and listen to your false prophets because if I tell you the truth you will want to kill me no this time I won't kill you tell me the truth and Jeremiah would tell him the truth and he would arrest Jeremiah and have him thrown into the pit leaders of the world leaders of Nigeria there are certain truths you will never know except you ask and you priests all those who regard themselves as the men of God when these leaders turn to us to seek the truth what truth do we tell them and we ourselves who know the truth do we stand by the truth to its logical end these same leaders religious re leaders whom Herod consulted and they told him look from the scriptures we know it will be from Bethlehem when they were about to crucify condemn and crucify Jesus the same people said when the Messiah comes nobody will know from where he will come man of God today you will prophesy one thing tomorrow you will prophesy the exact opposite man of God priest bishop speak the truth and stand by it and live by it and you leader when it comes to economy consult professionals and experts in economy when it comes to governance listen to the people you are ruling so that they will tell you how they would like to be ruled and what they are their what are their problems but when it comes to moral values listen to the experts in moral values people who have dedicated their life to prayer and searching the will of God in the world that is revealed listen to that truth if you don't want your nation to be enveloped in darkness he sought the information Herod I mean and he did not use it 
positively. But we must not all become heralds. Uh, but you also, ordinary citizen and ordinary faithful, these wise men from the east represent our thirst and search for God. Sometimes in your search, the star that is leading you seems to get lost and the sky above you is covered by clouds. There is a hymn that says, sometimes there, there, there is always sun to shine, always the sun is always there to shine during the day, even though sometimes it is hidden from sight. In moments of darkness, when the star that has been leading you may be a person, may be your good health, it may be a good business, it may be a positive experience, when that star seems to disappear in the house of Herod, don't give up in your search. Remain focused and continue to renew your faith because the star will always appear and will always lead you to encounter Christ. All the nations of the earth shall fall prostrate before you, O Lord. Our prayer today, the Feast of Epiphany, is that as Jesus has been manifested to the whole world, as the word through whom the Lord God made the universe has been revealed to us in Christ, our nation may accept to live by the values revealed by that word. And all of you young people gathered here, you are messengers of that light and that word. One of the marks of the World Youth Day is the pilgrimage of the Youth Cross. All of you know there is a cross that Pope John Paul gave to young people that is carried from one country to another country in between the World Youth Days. That cross has traveled to many countries of the world and many countries in Africa, including Senegal, Cameroon, Ghana, and many others, it is embarrassing that it has never come to Nigeria. And I believe my brother bishops and I, we have a lot of reflection to make on that. Not only did Pope Benedict never visit Nigeria. All the years he was Pope and visited some African countries. Even Pope Francis has no plan yet to visit Nigeria. You may say, bishops, invite him. For your information, the Pope is a head of state and only a head of state can invite him. Bishops can't invite the Pope and he comes. Only a head of state can invite him. The question is, why have Nigerian leaders since 1998 refused 
to invite a pope to Nigeria. Maybe they are afraid because after the pope's visit in 1998, Abacha died. So they are afraid to invite the pope. Maybe because they know they are not living in the light and they are afraid the Pope touching here and praying. Something may happen to them. I don't know. But I want to tell the young people that that cross you have to pray so that it also comes to Nigeria because the Pope says the cross is now accompanied by the icon of Our Lady Salus Populus Romanum Salvation of the Roman people. The Pope says, as you carry this cross from one corner of the globe to the other, announce to the world, from no other source can come salvation, peace, and love, except from he, from him who has died to save humanity, from him who has taught us love and forgiveness, there is no other source. And if you young people want to transform Nigeria, you can't transform Nigeria by killing others. You can only transform Nigeria by sacrificing yourselves, as Jesus did. That is the message of the cross. And that is why some of the modern Pentecostal prosperity gospels in this country, they will never preach the cross for you or to you. And it is not a wonder that their pastors are riding in private jets. Outside the cross, there is no salvation. Outside the love, that God showed to the whole world that he sent his son so that those who believe in him might not die but might live. Outside that source, if we are not bowing to the God of love, if we are not bowing to God who made himself visible in Jesus Christ, we are bowing to idols made by human beings. And the worst form of idolatry is the idolatry of dictatorship. When leaders constitute themselves into gods and expect everybody to bow, that is the worst form of idolatry. And we can only bow to the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Only to the Blessed Trinity we will bow and fall prostrate and worship. My dear young people, we thank God for today. And whether we regard ourselves as the shepherds or as the wise men from the East, the message is the same. God will lead you to encounter Christ if we remain open to the signs around you. And that encounter is to show you that system of worshiping God has changed in Christ. And system of governing persons has changed in Christ. Yes, people will tell me that religion should be separated from politics. We may do that when those who are engaged in politics are no longer human beings who have religions and are religious persons. The problem is not the presence of politics in religion in politics. 
The problem is the presence of politics in religion without religion in politics. Because when the right or true religion permeates our politics, it will teach us that all of us are children of God. All of us have a right to justice and fairness. And all of us must respect one another and love one another. For God and for youth, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of the Lord and all the nations of the world will fall prostrate before the Lord, including Nigeria. Do you believe? 